Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo are you aware you just gave every possible response to that question (laughs) and the amazing chris randazzo don't tell me what i did or didn't do we here on this week's episode talk television this week it was my choice we are discussing dirk gently's holistic detective agency season one episode one horizons but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Uh, let us know what you think of the shows we're talking about. Should we talk about other shows? Uh, what the, let, your favorite movie. Whatever. Just contact us. Let us know you're there. I chose... I think no one's there, Evan. Uh, well, you know. I chose this show after watching the entirety of it. And then rewatched the first episode. Now, I am extremely. Because I had all of the information from the entirety of the season, it makes the first episode seem like a tough watch. I am curious as to how you two felt about that. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, it came at you from a very strange angle. Yes. I liked it. (laughs) Well, I didn't say I didn't like it. I mean, in rewatching the first episode, every character shows up within the first 45 minutes of this show. Like, the first episode is not an elongated episode or anything. like. It's 45 minutes, 48 and change maybe. And every character that plays out throughout the entirety of the season shows up whether it be for a split second or there are a lot of players in this show a lot yeah and i feel like because of that um you kind of know who everyone is and at the same time you don't like you get oh this girl's uh, a murderer or you know assassin slash murderer or whatever <laughs> but like you don't really know what the hell is going on with her like everyone is like that she is a holistic assassin. <laughs> Holy shit, that phrase. It, it. <laughs> if I killed someone, then they were the target. <laughs> it was the right I've never killed the wrong person. Like that we uh god, it was a it was a while ago on um paper cuts. They they did a um a comic book for this. You know, this is also based off of a book. And mm-hmm. it was nothing like this show. I mean, it was quirky and, and weird, but I was... R- it didn't uh, have Elijah Wood in it? It did not. It did not have <clears throat> Elijah Wood in it. It... I knew about the book. I don't... I've never read the book. And the comic made him... Made Dirk... Made... Like, that character seemed just weird. 
and what's the kid's name? Samuel Barnett. He did a good job of being very quirky, but not annoying. To me, at least. Yeah, I did find that character charming. Like, yeah, same here. I I dug him. I dug pretty much everyone in this. Actually, I I didn't have any problems with anybody. The the and I, it was it was what was neat about that though is like thinking about that character. For some reason, it just reminded me of. I had a feeling like what you were talking about with the um, uh, the who's he, what's it the, the the casting of him. It just kind of reminded me of how they casted uh, most deaf in um. Hitchhiker's Guide, mm-hmm. another uh, Douglas Adams joint, right, and right. how that like really was an interesting take on that character, and I, I thought really worked really well. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean th- this this character, I mean he is he is the focal point of the entirety of the show. Elijah Wood is sort of like clears up the the quirky fog throughout the entirety of it, and. Like they they do really well together. Like they play off of each other whether well. They it's like there's a chemistry between the two of them. And I did not like when I saw that it was I don't know Samuel at all. I've never seen him before, but Elijah Wood is he's all over the place. He does so many different roles and so many different characters that like I could I, I get it. He did he did well. This this other guy, I was very surprised because Quirky could go the way of that. What's that jackass's name from that uh, Big Bang Theory? Sheldon. Sheldon. Like, it could go that route really easily. And they didn't. He, like like you said, Karen, he was, he was charming. I think it's because he's British. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? It was the accent that did it for me? The, there is so much going on in this show that is like just it's just like each plot point is just touched upon in in the the, the this first episode. Each thing that you saw and went, wow, that, that that was weird or that that was interesting, gets explained further on. Well, like, that's good to hear. Yeah, like I, it, there was so many things going on. Like as I was getting to the end of the show, I was like, is, "Did they miss any?" No, they didn't. Like you know, okay, Dirk is being watched by people. We understand why he's being watched by those people. Elijah Wood, he he has a certain feeling about himself. We where that is explained. His sister's situation is explained. The 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 black lady that was upstairs that was mm-hmm. we, we understand why she is who she is and how she got in this like every little thing everything is touched upon and that's another reason why I liked this show as much as I did I didn't go I I don't I don't understand why like everything was explained to me and I felt mildly confused throughout the the whole show which i enjoy because it's i'm not expecting it or i don't i don't see it coming a mile away like that troop of what is it the the rowdy three mm-hmm. the, the four like they're explained like i it they took a lot of time and a lot of effort 
to make the story of this character complete. Well, this um, was a massive undertaking. Uh, when you when you set forth to adapt Douglas Adams, you right. do so at your own peril. Right. Uh, I am familiar with the book, although I have not read it in a very long time. But uh, I do remember it being, you know, typical Adams writing, very witty, very sharp, very fast, and just like it, when I say I. I can't think of a better way to put it than it comes at you at a strange angle. It's like, you know, it's, I, I can't, <laughs> it's hard. To, I like, I'm visualizing it, but I can't like put it into words how like you come into the story from this like completely out of left field place and you like land smack in the middle of it. And you're just kind of like, kind of like laying on your back dazed looking up at everything going on and trying to figure out what the hell everything is and uh i guess if you stick with it long enough as you're saying you watch the whole season like it's, it's sort of like being plopped into the middle of a situation where you have just no frame of reference whatsoever but if you stay in it long enough you understand everything and then by the time you look back at where you came from you're like Oh, right, right. And each character that is introduced in this first episode does nothing to clarify the the story. Like every person that that shows up on screen adds another little huh, huh. And they're each one of their progressions, them clearing up their point makes the show like just beautifully come together. Like the, 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 the two police officers that are investigating mm-hmm. a missing missing person. I like those guys. They're great. You still at the end of this episode you really have no idea why they're investigating the way the it, this particular crime that happens at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, uh that's just <laughs> classic Adams for you and uh <laughs> It's 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 sort of like he knows what he's writing. And he knows where the story is going, but that doesn't mean he has to tell you where it's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Which is kind of, you know, I, I, I've definitely seen that, you know, I, I, th- I've had that experience reading a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know that I've had that experience that much watching a TV show where I was like, I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm enjoying it. Um, right. But I did have that with this. Which is which is so. great. I mean, this was based on a Douglas Adams book, and it was the teleplay was done and created for television by I don't know why that has to have two separate credits by Max Landis. And right, good old Max Landis. He, like really, really good job. Like because taking something, Douglas Adams is is a like you said is massive, and to I don't want to even for lack of a better term. To truncate it down to, what was it, eight? I, I don't even know how many episodes this was. It was a short season. It wasn't... Eight. Yeah. Like, that's it, that's impressive. And it's it's a, it's fluid. It makes sense at the end. Like, <laughs> that. but that's the, that's the point of this character. It's like, because he, he really doesn't know, like you said, like, what he's doing. But he eventually succeeds. <laughs> don't, like like <laughs> by happenstance if you will um and that's the that's the gist of this whole story is that everything is interconnected 
that's the the holistic way that like even the most minute thing to happen affects the overall and it it like they show that to you visually every episode as this the show progresses i i mean it's it was i think from bbc um now i it's think it's bbc america bbc america and it's available on hulu um if you liked and it has a season two coming yes correct yeah well it's yes that's what they're saying um if you liked hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy like that 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 was also very fast um and it's that quirky kind of oh this is this is interesting this is this is actually really really good really well done and it's got elijah wood in it and a bunch of people that i did not recognize i only like person i recognized was uh richard schiff is that how you say his name eyebrows Mm -hmm. like that was the only other person i think i recognized in this show everybody did really really well um the Farrah Black character, the, that's the girl who's uh, captured in the upstairs apartment. Her mm-hmm. character is great in this show. Like, she is, like, when you see her captured and she's talking to herself and doing that whole self-flagellating and then building up her own self-confidence, like, back and forth. She's, you know, saying it out loud, but it should be the conversation that she's having in her head. Like, mm-hmm. that's her character, and she does it so, so well. Um, it's, I was very surprised. I was very pleasantly surprised with this show. The surrealism kind of reminded me a little bit of Legion, except that I didn't stick with that show long enough to, like, see whether it did, in fact, make sense by the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. The difference between this and Legion, Legion made their own sense. Like, they manipulated the world to fit them this not so much they just lay everything out in front of you and they go this is how it connects it Mm -hmm. it may be you know ridiculous circumstances like the holistic assassin that just kills whoever she wants to because later on you find out that she's special like there's so many things going on in the show and it's like the the um the, the, the military guys that are following Dirk, like, they give, they, they're primarily there to give the backstory. Like, everything that has actually happened before this crime that, that Dirk is investigating, they, they have the reasons why he is where, where he is. And that's pretty much it. It's the, well, the, like, I don't understand why he's like, well, here's Colonel Scott. He'll he'll explain it to you and you get it. Like it makes sense. It's surprisingly fluid for as weird as it is. <laughs> I'm glad you oh, guys cool. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um it was I did. I would, you know, given time. Right. <laughs> given know, infinite time. Infinite time. It's something I'd like to check out further. It, it is. Yeah, same here. I, w- I would definitely be interested in watching more of this show. Just, you know, someday. Someday. Right. And unfortunately, there are a lot of options out there. And I, I didn't hear... Uh, this was one of those... I fell upon it on Hulu. 
like I didn't hear anything about this before it released. Um, and surprisingly, because I had read the the Dirk Gently comic, like what was that? What was that uh, western that that was based off a comic that the female that was had the magical gun? What the shit, Fiona? What, Fi- oh, I know who you mean, but I can't think of the name. That of was it. also a comic, and in that comic, they must have had like five pages of advertisements for the show that is coming up about it. And this is done by the same comic company. This, I was watching something else. It said suggestions, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I, I recognize that name, and I, it was a win. <laughs> Agreed. Good call. Thanks for, thanks for having us watch it. Not a problem. Not a problem. All right. Um, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got some news to talk about. So uh, stay tuned. Autumn is in the oh, air. The leaves are changing. Kids are going back to school. Every food now has a pumpkin spice flavored counterpart. And nothing goes along with hoodie and bonfire weather better than some new music. Janelle returns with her monthly music column to tell us all about new releases from Thomas Rhett, Ringo Starr, The Killers, Miley Cyrus, and more. Check out Turn It Up, new music releases for September 2017. Dave and Jengus are back to discuss all matters in tabletop gaming. Along the way, they cover the big commanders in Commander 2017, their personal uncards, the recent Ixalan leaks, Sexy Jace, and some of their D&D preferences and the Game of Thrones RPG. Get all the gaming action you can handle in You Shall Not Pass Go, episode 19, Leaks and Tweaks. Do you ever think about the books you read as a kid and wonder what it might be like to read them now? Geekade's Gabby took a break from her usual home automation coverage to discover what kind of relevance some turn-of-the-century young adult novels could have to her modern 21st century life. Find out more in Little House, revisiting a childhood classic. For your fourth visit to the Nonstop Comic Shop, Jordan dives way back to the seriously silly Silver Age with his review of Amazing Spider-Man number 14, featuring the first ever appearance of the Green Goblin. After the break, our hosts compare and contrast the classic Batman the Animated Series episode, Harlequinade, with more recent versions of Batman and Harlequin. For all this and more, download Nonstop Comic Shop, episode 4, The Trilogy Continues. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at DK.com. Good evening, Chris. Oh, good evening, Evan. It's time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. Oh, it is time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary, and I'm ready to go as soon as I turn on my clock. Oh, boom, boom, I always boom. forget to do that. <laughs> I always think to myself, yeah, I'm ready to go. I remember what the episode is about. Oh, crap, I need to time it for a minute. Starting right now! All right, so this time on Dragon Ball Super, uh, after Master Roshi went all nuts in the last episode, Goku and uh, just Goku by himself goes and puts Master Roshi somewhere safe so he can kind of heal himself up and get back into the game. Then uh, Piccolo and Gohan are hanging out together, and they start getting attacked by a sniper. They can't sense his energy. They can't find him anywhere, and they're just like trying to figure out how they're going to find his location. And Piccolo, in like the most ridiculous way of finding the guy, keeps putting his arms out there and getting his arms shot off. And Piccolo can regenerate his arms. It just hurts really bad. So he gets an arm shot off, and then he grows another one. And Gohan's like, dude, stop it. He's like, 
I don't know how else to find this guy. Well, uh, eventually they, they flush him out by Tension Han Tien. He's my favorite character. He shows up, does his multi-form technique, makes a couple of clones of himself, kills the clones so that he can take the guy out, but then the guy shoots the ground so that he can get Tien out, and then Tien makes more clones and gets him out at the same time, so he sacrifices himself, but he takes down the sniper, then Goku and Vegeta hit, hit some other guy with a bunch of rocks, and it was awesome at the end. Thank you so much, sir. Oh, you're welcome. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials and the ever-popular Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. Let's talk some news. Um, I don't remember how long ago we, we discussed this. It was probably in June during the um, developers' conference. Um, Amazon had made an announcement, that, or Amazon and Apple made the announcement that they are going to be putting Amazon Prime on Apple TV. That was supposed to happen about darn time. Yeah, really, it just makes sense. Almost. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be this year, and they haven't announced it yet. It hasn't like happened. Um, there's only one more Apple event this year, if I'm not mistaken, and they're saying that it's not going to be ready by then. So the one of the biggest computer digital company one of the largest digital distributors of entertainment plus the other largest digital distributor of entertainment can't figure out how to get an app on a unit for digital entertainment distribution what the hell is the holdup i mean <laughs> god damn it we have the Amazon Prime app on, like, working on everything else. It works on my freaking iPad, which is an Apple product. It works on my phone, which is an Apple product. It works on all kinds of other things, like the Nintendo, the Wii U, and all sorts of other streaming. Why don't we have this app? What is the fucking problem, guys? I'm sorry. I'm really irritated because I have things I want to watch on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and watching them on anything other than my apple tv is kind of inconvenient so apple's uh amazon's shooting themselves in the foot right now i don't know if it's amazon i it's gotta be because you have the availability to buy things off of amazon prime you know video content and whatnot mm -hmm. it's gotta be a money thing that if both services offer because both services at time do offer the same thing like, Apple's, I, I mean, I understand that Apple's not going to say, all right, here, Amazon, let's give you this platform so you could take money out of our coffers. Like, I get well, that. Well, the, but the deal is done. They're doing the, the they've agreed to put the app on the Apple TV. So it's not a negotiations thing. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, we're having problems making the thing work. I, I, I don't, I don't buy that. Which doesn't make sense <laughs> because... What the hell? We already it. They already have working apps on other pro platforms. I just don't uh, of understand. their own. Yeah, like yeah, and I don't know. It's just <laughs> fucking stupid. God damn it! I just want to watch catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it'll happen. Maybe they 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 will release it and not to you know giant fanfare. But apparently, we're getting Apple TV fifth generation. So like yeah whatever okay that's, great it, it's still without Amazon Prime on it though exactly doesn't make sense let's go to something that does Agreed. make sense Disney XD's Ducktales premieres to a network high now 
This is a great article. Lots of information. A lot of fucking numbers. I'm not reading the numbers. Let's just say that the show, the movie, did really, really well. Kids like DuckTales. Kids like DuckTales. Middle-aged people like DuckTales. Old people like DuckTales. Everybody liked DuckTales. And I do want to give credit to David Tennant because it was all because of him. (laughs) He was certainly an excellent Scrooge McDuck. Like, for real. This, this, This movie was, okay, will be seen in 34 different languages and in 162 different countries. And reached the the premiere reached five point four million viewers. That's, I mean, I know I'd watch tale. more of it if I could. Uh, well, you're gonna have to wait till the twenty third of September. That's when the the, the series launches. Uh, oh, they haven't aired more episodes yet. Well, no, they nope. just did the premiere. Huh. The U.S. series launches on Saturday, September twenty third, with two cool. new episodes. It I, I haven't watched it yet, and. I'm going to, but you guys... You have to. You it's g- great. Okay. See, that That's the best praise that they can get from me. <laughs> uh, now, I read this next article. I read it once, and I didn't realize what the composer's name was. The Simpsons composer, Alf Clausen. His name's Alf. Alf. He's been fired after 27 years of composing for The Simpsons. That's kind of messed up, I think. Um, That's pretty messed up. They allegedly are saying that it was because they're going in a different musical direction. um, But they're still keeping Elfman's opening score. So, well, yeah, they're kind of if they got rid of. Yeah, if they got rid of Elfman's score, that would be weird. This this gentleman got. Overall, 30 nominations in different, you know, things. But 30 different nominations for just Simpsons music. That's ridiculous. I mean, the show's been on for a ridiculous number of years. Are they season 28 now? So That's <laughs> more than one <laughs> more than one nomination per year. Um, they're saying that it's because they're going to musical... Di- uh, Different musical direction. It's most likely a, a money thing. They keep cutting back on this show. Um, it's apparently quite expensive to do. I think it was. I think it's a thirty-two piece orchestra. Yeah, 35. or no, thirty-five piece orchestra for a cartoon. So I get it. Kind of, still kind of messed up. Um, we don't the music. It's just the music runs into the millions of dollars a year <laughs> yes, the to mi- make music for the Simpsons. The millions of dollars. So yeah, that's expensive. That's uh, Scrooge McDuck money right there. I. It said in the he's a. Oh, was it trillionaire? Shit. It didn't say billionaire or millionaire. So I guess it said trillionaire. McDuck is a trillionaire, but that's in the past previous article. Um, they haven't said who's taken Alf's place. They can't go too far. I mean, after you know, just shy of 30 years, people come to expect something. So I don't think... I'm sure that... Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they're going to go from live orchestration to some kind of, you know, digital recording, whatever's cheap. And, 
you know. Just this keep this, on. This guy's been around since the beginning of the show, so. Yeah. Yes. They're He's, probably going to try and do their best to emulate his style and just, you know, cut corners wherever they can and keep this cadaver that was once the greatest show on television rolling as long as they can. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. But it's sort of like one of those things where, you know, they get an older person to retire from a company just so they can hire someone so, younger and pay and, them less. And cheaper, yes. Younger and cheaper. Less experience. You know, it's happens in every industry. It's not it's not gonna change too much. So All right. At this point, really, I mean yeah, they probably I mean, have no enough. offense to this guy and all the great stuff that he he probably does, but I mean, the what the hell is left of this show? It's just this parade of sadness. <laughs> now, don't, half-hearted jokes. Don't and, sugarcoat it, Chris. Tell us how you truly feel. This is no, like sir? one clown like on a unicycle with you know. I'm, now I'm picturing a sadness parade, <laughs> like just the Aww. most depressing things that you could. Uh, <laughs> Put in, put in front of his face. Um, this next article, it was interesting. Um, Chloe Bennett says that she changed her, her Chinese last name because of racist Hollywood. Um, I would, that's complete news to me. I didn't realize she had Chinese uh, background. You didn't know she was a Chinese pop star? No, I did not know that. Was she? She's she's legitimately a Chinese pop star. Like, look yeah, her up. Yeah, you need to go Google uh, <laughs> or check out on YouTube her music videos because it's pretty special. It it really really is quite spectacular. Really? Oh my goodness! It may it's, not... just, it's it's freaking pop music. It's ridiculous. It I may make it. me watch Agents <laughs> of Shield again. Um, dude, why would you stop watching yeah, Agents of Shield? That show's great. It's, it's one of those shows that I don't seek out, but when I start watching it, you end up watching like 15 episodes in a row. It's just how the show is for you know, me. Polish off this last season. It was good. Um, this all came about because, oh man, what is that gentleman's name? The guy that was... Ed something. Yeah. Ed's Grain? Not Ed Sheeran. Not right. No. That's that's the musical guy that was on Game of Thrones that everyone seems to care about. Yes. Yeah. So Screen. it wasn't that guy. Screen. Screen. So yeah. Okay. He was given a, a, a role in Hellboy, and he turned it down or stepped away because he did accept it, but then backed out because he found it out. I'm assuming because of internet backlash um, that the character that he was supposed to be portraying had. Uh, Chinese or some sort of Asian his heritage. He felt I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying that he felt it was not correct for him to be playing that. That it should go to someone of that ancestry. Um, so then Chloe chimed in on the internet on Twitters and gave him props for it, which is. Cool. It, it, it's being brought to the attention of the masses, and it's just interesting how it just how that's how it came about. So, I guess a, a couple of yeah. I think it's nice to see. Um, I mean, there's only so much accountability that uh, is going to be 
you know, the companies aren't going to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go out and, you know. No, there has to whatever. be some sort of repercussions. Um, so for 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 white actors to uh, kind of I don't know stand in solidarity and just in, you know emphasize that this isn't right and make it public and and turn down work it's the same kind of thing where um, men are you know demanding that their female co-stars be paid equally as them mm-hmm. it's like you if you are not a member of a, a disenfranchised group then it's up to you to demand equality for that other group if you believe they should have it uh, so this, this is nice to see yeah yeah I agree um <laughs> this okay I I came upon this next article and I don't know why but this jazzed me so much um <laughs> I like as I, I never it never even dawned on me to think about this but now that it has been brought to my attention I have thought of so many ways that this could actually happen um there's a there's there's gonna be a hashtag or something. There's a way for us, the viewing audience, to see John Wesley Ship in the original 1990s Flash TV series costume. There's multiple. Didn't we just do that a few weeks ago? Yeah, but that was from the 1990s. <laughs> in the modern show. Like he comes from like Earth forty seven or Earth ninety or ninety two, whichever year it came out, and just have John. John can pull it off. He could pull off the fuzzy costume again. I hope he doesn't pull it off. Oh my God, Chris! Uh, I kind of hope he does. (laughs) Really, Chris? Jesus! This is a CW show, all right. This isn't Game of Thrones. (laughs) I want this to happen. I want to see John, you know, zip into screen in the fuzzy red costume again. Is that so? Is that, that costume was badass. It was, and it made so much I sense. Want, <laughs> I want to see a. I want to see a. What the hell's his name? Arberry. Arberry. What's his name? Yeah, Grant Gustin. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I want to see him put on the fuzzy suit. That would be so ridiculous because <laughs> he's so twiggy. <laughs> yes, he is quite twiggy in the fuzzy suit. You'll know. You. It'll be obvious that all of the muscles on the fuzzy suit are fake. So. Yes, I want this to happen. Please. Please? Just just one episode. Yeah, whatever whatever the uh the hashtag is. They really what they should have done is like come up with a hashtag yes. before they announced this. They <laughs> they did not come up with one yet. Going to announce that they're going to announce a hashtag. <laughs> it's an announcement of an announcement. Flash like uh, one of the options was Flash 90. And I'm like, "All right, that's not as catchy, but I'm thinking Fuzzy Flash." So, that's that's just for me. It, I think it would just be fun. That, it, that, that's not wrong. I'm okay with that. Uh, also, some nice tidbits about season four in this article. Mm-hmm. That did you know, the, the there's going to be uh, the villain, the thinker. Yes. In this in this season, and uh, I did read something else today. I didn't post it in the notes because it wasn't that newsy, but. Uh, it was an interview with the girl, Danielle Panabaker, who plays Caitlin Snow, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, if you like Killer Frost, good news, coming up in this season. Oh. Okay. So. I don't have feelings about it either way. I like her. Looking forward to season four, Flash. Hopefully, uh, it 
and it's hopefully lighter tone. <laughs> yeah, well, which shouldn't be too difficult because last season was dark. Dark, yes. It's very dour. Yeah, good word. Um, thanks. <laughs> but you know, who knows how long Barry's not going to be around because he's gone, and they that the season is them getting he's him. He's going to be gone like two episodes yeah. max. You think so? <laughs> Uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be two episodes, and then the third episode will be an episode about what Barry's been doing for the first two episodes in the Speed Force, and then the fourth episode will be him getting out. Okay. Nice. And the Thinker's going to turn into a speedster. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to flash back to an island. Wait, I just confused the yes. show. <clears throat> an island <laughs> on Krypton. <laughs> well, if. Uh... Ugh. <laughs> My name is Bear River Queen. <laughs> My name. <laughs> You're gonna have to give me spelling on Bear River, okay? <laughs> well, if Arrow's giving up the flashbacks, somebody's got to take up the mantle. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, there's, there's so much fuzzy. Actually, transition. no one does. No one needs to do that. Don't worry. No, about but Grant it. Gustin needs to wear the fl- the flashback wig. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I oh, topped the job. <laughs> that flashback That's, wig is—they uh, did a really did a really good job of making Stephen Amell actually not be attractive. Yes, which is, which is a tough challenge. Yeah, it is. It is. He's gonna come back from the Speed Force, and he's gonna have that friggin' wig on. <laughs> They're like Barry. What happened to you in the Speed Force? <laughs> I spent five years in hell, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Time is different there. Um, I am. I. Okay. Someone brought this to my attention. And as they were bringing it to my attention, Karen, you posted this. And I was shocked. Yeah, I don't have no idea how, like, how I came across this story, but I did. Um, Killjoys is renewed for a final two seasons. So it's in season three or it's finishing up season three. They're going to get four and five. And it's a total of 20 additional episodes. Now, what's cool about that is, number one, I like the show. Number two, they are given a a, a finite timeline. Like, you got to wrap this shit up in 20 episodes. That's a long time. That's that's 20 one-hour episodes or 45-minute episodes. Most shows don't get that. So, I am happy. I know, Chris, you're not, maybe. Not so much, but... I mean, I don't have to watch it, so I'm this fine is, with This that. is also true, but we will. <laughs> you know, hey, careful. I may make you... No, I have, I have a, I've work, I'm have. working on a list of shows to make you guys I was going to say, if you go back to that show before you hit, like, so many other things. <laughs> oh, But that's great. For, I, for those that enjoy it, it does have one of those followings, like a cult following, if you will. Um You'll get the finale of the story. You'll get the end of the story, which is good. Never want, especially the joy from. will be killed uh-huh. live. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't beat uh, on sci-fi. You, you, you're trying, Chris. You're trying now for for episode titles, and it's not working. I'm really not. I'm just saying what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> Netflix posted up a a, a, um, a trailer for the Magic School Bus. Which is, it was cute. It seems like they're doing right by it, which is great. Um, what I liked best about this article is the comment 
thread. Because <laughs> you click on the article, brings you to the Netflix Twitter account, and then all of the people that, that commented on it. People just... It's a fucking cartoon, people. For children, yeah, people going nuts about it. I'm, I'm, I missed most of this one. The, I was, there, I don't, there I is a little zero connection to the uh, there, Magic School Bus. So there is a back and forth between Gino and Mister Wolfman about the animation and how it looks like crap. And then Judas like, it's not that. It's just the art style. Blah, but back and forth, back and forth. It ended with one of them, you know, blocking the other. I'm like, this is this is way too much for this. The animation looks fine. It looks. I think it looks like crap, but uh, but it's today. It's it's, it's cheap flash animation. Yes. Like I, I despise that kind. Of, when you're looking at all the other stuff that Netflix is doing, I mean, when you look at it, the the other shows that Netflix does, this looks really cheap by comparison. But I'm sure Kate McKinnon costs a lot of money, and it is just a little kids show. So, that's, that's, and they also had to pay some money to uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, who sings the theme song, which yes. is awesome. That is true. Like, there's the I I think I feel like the content of this is going to be great. Um, it's just I I was very disappointed watching it animate because it's it looks cheap and. I don't think kids' shows should necessarily look cheap. I mean, obviously, a lot of kids' shows looked cheap when we were kids, but mm-hmm. now we're we were just talking about Ducktales a minute ago. It's gorgeous. Like, yeah. think think of the shows that we think of really highly when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And remember, like, remember, we would grow up watching like even uh, the, the X Men animated series or something, even as late as that. Mm-hmm. And then you'd flip over to Batman the animated series and be like, "Wow." wow. Because that's a discernible. Even as a kid, you could tell like the quality of the animation. And uh, I was, I again, I don't have any huge connection to this, but when I watched the trailer, I was like, "Wow, that looks cheap AF." That's that's kind of that's kind of a step down for Netflix. I'm a little disappointed, I, but then I stopped caring because it was the Magic School Bus. <laughs> I don't think they're trying to 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 bank on the nostalgia factor for this show. This is straight up a show for kids to learn stuff, like today's kids not for those yeah. that watched it in the past to go oh i remember that that's great yeah you this know? isn't fuller house or girl meets world they're not <laughs> they're not banking on the on the adults going back and be like oh i loved magic school bus i'm gonna watch the crap out of that like you know we're watching ducktales because ducktales was cool it was an adventure show and mm-hmm. it wasn't an educational show right. like like magic school bus i think it's fine i'm never gonna watch it uh, <laughs> finally Okay, I feel like something's going on here. Um, never say never, Evan. <laughs> I could pick Magic School Bus. <laughs> um, Megan Car- Carpenter, yes. Megan Carpenter is, has been cast as another character in Lock and Key. Um, she is... Uh, okay. The the guy, who is it? Andy oh, Muschietti? He... He worked with both of the like. Isn't he the dude, the, the guy that did it? Because both of these people that have been cast are from it. So I feel like he's just bringing his cast over. That was the sound of things going over my head. Okay, sorry. Uh, it another thing I have zero connection to. Really, not a big horror movie fan. Uh, oh, I don't know. Like, sure, it's a clown in a sewer. I'm sure it's fantastic. Oh, no. but I'm, it's so I'm much not, more. I'm not interested. <laughs> I am okay. So there was a new movie. The f out. <laughs> um, there's a new movie, a remake of it. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. it was done by Andy. Andy is doing Lock and Key. 
Lock it, Andy has brought over Megan Carpenter and Francis O'Connor, I think was the little kid's name that we talked about, I think, last week. Um, he he is bringing them over for Lock and Key. So there's only one main cast point left. I'm just, I, I think he should just bring everybody over. Just, you know. He should bring the clown. Just bring the clown over. He should, he should bring the clown. <laughs> Everything's better with clowns. It's just the way it is. Man, Lock and Key is going to be so weird. Yes. I'm, it's going to be such a weird show. I'm extremely interested to see how they pull it off. Me too. Was it you that said the key thing? The key in, yeah, yeah, the key was, thing. Yeah. And the, the... I'm still a little in the air on this. Isn't there a dude who's also a girl? Maybe. Wow. Like the black, the black-haired dude who can appear as both... A guy and a girl, and then uses that to like that sounds, play the kids against each other. That sounds very familiar. Oh, to me. That sounds, yeah, I don't uh, remember. This a- book is so insane. <laughs> yes. Yo, and it just wow, that just occurred to me. He's working on a Stephen King thing, and then bringing people over to work on a Joe Hill thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. And for those that don't know. Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King. I know they may have different last names, but those are probably pen names, so we're good. Um, there was another that or his name would be Joe King. <laughs> Joe King. Ah ah ah. There, what was the name of it? What's the name of the town that happened that all of Stephen King's shit happens in? Fuck, I can't. Somewhere rem- in Maine. Yeah, there, it's Rock Rock something Rock. They're making a show. Rock Lobster. <laughs> They're making a show that takes place in the universe of Stephen King's stories. And I saw the article. I wanted to 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 throw it in there, but I it was. With, but you didn't, did I you? I didn't because it wasn't. An, so we can't talk about it. Shut uh, up, Evan. Damn it, Evan! Ruining Christmas again. What do you have against Santa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible, horrible person. Well, then I'm tired. I may have lost my grip on reality here. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Chris, let's wrap it up. What do you got for me? Wrapping paper. Oh my God! You uh, you're yes. gonna be cut off. Okay. Lightning fast <laughs> wit. <laughs> I like the way you paste that. Ah. Uh. <laughs> You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook on both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Webcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade. Chris, that's Geekade. K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on Geekade.com where we post something new every single day. You can get in touch with us, but God knows why you'd want to after those last couple minutes. <laughs> you got a little, re- you got a little rough. Sorry. I'm nothing if not interesting. 
Whose turn is it? I'm nothing. I lost it track. It's my turn. Is it your turn, Chris? It is. It is my turn. All right. Do you? And ha- I am. I'm having a hard time here. Uh, See, here, here's the situation that I'm in. Okay. Your parents went away for two weeks God vacation. God damn it! Ex- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Evan. <laughs> I was going from the beginning. You just cut in. That's not fair. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> All right. So here we go. The original plan was that I wanted to talk about the Defenders, because, you know, we watched the Defenders. Okay. Um, but we, Karen and I caught up with, well, not caught up with TV, but we, we finished watching all the stuff that we were we were working on at the time, so we were able to start something new. Okay. And we started watching the current season of Orange is the New Black. Okay. So, I'm kind of torn. Do I say, do I want to watch, do we want to talk about... An episode of Orange is the New Black that I thought was particularly amazing. Do we want to talk about the uh, the Defenders because you know, that's 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 kind of a little more in line with uh, what I usually pick, uh, or do I just want to say screw it and let's talk about the Tick because I really want to watch that. <laughs> I just don't know, Evan. I just don't know. Uh, I, 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 roll your three sided die and pick. I I don't know what to tell you, sir. I'm not I'm not picking <laughs> well, for you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to step outside of my norm because this is what we're currently watching and it's it's been very good and very interesting so far. So I'm going to say that we're going to watch and discuss next week Orange is the New Black, Season 5, Episode 5, Sing It White Effie. <laughs> Orange is the New Black, Season 5, Episode 5. Very good. Man, I'm going to have to watch that now. Damn it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We have to... What? Never mind. <laughs> watch it and then we talk about it all right that's all we got for this week thank you so much for listening to us from all of us here at this week's episode i'm evan i'm karen i'm white effie (laughs) oh good night and this concludes our broadcast day